0: It's time, once again, for another thrilling episode of Mark, Mark out, out Radio. Of Markout Out Radio. For the next hour, sit back, pull the stick out of your ass, and enjoy. Be warned, though. Smarks and internet know-it-alls will be offended, annoyed, and generally pissed off at what's about to happen to your ear holes. You've been warned. Now, Mark Out Radio. Alright, welcome, welcome to the second installment this week of Out Radio Goes Nitro. Uh, In the chat, of course, as usual, are the matches this week. What are we doing here, producer boy? Thank you. Alright, Out Radio Goes Nitro, episode 87 for May the 12th, 1997, out of the Baltimore Arena, Baltimore, Maryland. Hosted by Tony Schiavone, Larry Zabisco, and Bobby The Brain Heenan, this is Nitro's 48th win in a row with a 3.2 to Ross 2.8. No, that is not copy paste from last week. The ratings legit didn't move. The gate did, though, a very respectable gate for this size of an audience as WCW draws $132,068 out of 8,058 fans. Now, we're not quite sure how many actually paid to be there, but it's a nice size gate for a crowd of this size. So, much more than usual. Last night was yet another shitty WWF in your house, having 9,381 in attendance, featured this festering turd of a card with Rockabilly and the Honky Tonk, well, Rockabilly with the Honky Tonk Man defeating Jesse James. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, I suck at that, sorry. Hunter Hearst Helmsley with China defeats Flash Funk Mankind, defeats a very young Rocky via via technical submission, which is a lot like a real submission, but technical because it's the WWF. Now, Nation of Domination crush Farouk and Savio Vega with JC Ice, Wolfie D, D D'Lo Brown, and Clarence Mason defeat Ahmed Johnson in a gauntlet match. Now, this was before Nation of Domination was cool and they kicked everyone out who wasn't black. So, of course, Nation of Domination at first started out was Crush, Farouk, Savio Vega, and D'Lo eventually joined Clarence Mason, of course. And this is before they leaned heavy into the whole, you know... Black Power, Black Panther. This is long before BLM. So, like, I'm not going there, but it. It w- I enjoyed the Nation of Domination eventually, but when they first came out, this is what they came out with. It was fucking awful. Ken Shamrock defeats Big Van Vader in a put the audience to sleep match. Undertaker defeats Stone Cold Steve Austin to retain the WWF title in what should have been the main event since it was 20 minutes long and good. Legion of Doom an Animal and Hawk defeat Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith, aka the British Bulldog. Via disqualification, Hart and Smith retain. The tag team straps in a five minute long match. Ooh, I don't think that deserves a touchdown. Wow. Anyways, Nitro kicks off with Michael Boffer getting the crowd fired up with no Nitro intro, but there is a Savage and Liz promo. Savage cuts a brief promo challenging DDP to a match tonight. We cut to the announcers and Tony claims that Eric claims. Did I get that right? This is why I don't get involved in teenage drama in high school. Becky said that Rachel said, listen, fuck Rachel and fuck what she said. Anyways, fuck Eric too, because somehow Sting is going to break his silence with you. Nice little bit of heel work here, but I don't expect he's imagining anyone's going to buy into this. Still, because this is a much larger venue and more important city for WCW, there were quite a few dark matches and promos prior to the show going on air. Dark matches tonight were uh, Ming defeating Rick Fuller, Mortis defeating supercolo Rey Mysterio Jr. defeating Psychosis, and Glacier defeating Volano Four, and finally DDP and the Giant defeating Harlem Heat from the match that should have happened last week. After that card, there was a 30 minute break for the live audience to get merch, take a piss, and load up on more beer. Because this is Maryland. That's not offensive, trust me. Anyone listening from Maryland is saying fuck yeah right now. Ultimo Dragon in the first match of the night defeats and retains against Juventud Guerrera with Sonny Ono in his corner, of course. The world television title I gave that 3.5 out of 5. Everything starts off with a picture-in-picture promo from Regal who will challenge Dragon at Slammery for the TV strap. Now, there are two grandmas in the front row on the hard cam and one classy motherfucker rocking one of those tux t-shirts and glasses straight out of a 70s porn set. They had me distracted, so I had to go back and restart watching the match because, come on. Just be aware that they're there if you're watching it back, and don't be distracted because Dragon and Hoovy put on a decent match here tonight. Now, Dragon puts Hoovy out with the Dragon Sleeper after Ono softens him up on the outside, and the match rightly gets a slow-mo replay of the final seconds brought to us by Castrol GTX. Gene does an in-ring promo with Flair, Piper, and Green. This week, we start off with Green, who is going to keep this short and simple, which it was neither, and then he takes the mic from fucking Oakland. What? I know. Last week, Flair. This week, Oakland. Like, what? Jesus Christ. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Yes. Oh, if only so. Anyways, during Green's promo, he earns WCW at another FCC fine by saying he's going to shove his foot up somebody else's ass. And ass was still one of the seven deadly words. Flair was actually really short. Piper's was also fairly short and decent. At this point, Hall, Nash, and Six interrupt with a black-and-white promo of their own, and they've added a no-disqualification stipulation to the match. Now, this build has been very good. However, there are some spots here where it's kind of fallen on its face. Now, one of them, of course, is when Larry correctly points out that a no-DQ plays into Green's hands since he doesn't know the rules of wrestling anyways. And Flair is the dirtiest player in the game. So, uh, yeah, on both points, he's 100% right. And he's supposed to be the heel commentator. Dean Malenko defeats Steve, Mongo, McMichael with Deborah and Jeff Jarrett in his corner to retain the WCW United States Heavyweight title. I gave that two and a half out of five. The ref takes a god-awful bump here to to the outside. Reggie White comes out, lays out Mongo because that's what a face would do. Then gets into a shoving match with Jarrett because, again, that's what a face would do. And then he leaves the ring. Which was the only thing that got a pop from the crowd. Malenko gets the pin here as Jarrett watches on, interfering at this point really wouldn't matter, would it? I, I He'd still retain, and Mongo wouldn't look like shit going into a pay-per-view match, but whatever. Entrance aisle promo afterwards with Gene and Reggie White. Gene holds his hand through this one, so um, uh, even so, though, it landed really hard. The fans couldn't give two fucks what Reggie had to say. They're fine chanting his name, but whenever he opens his mouth, they just tap right out. Should have left this just with the interference and called it a day. At this point, that golden voice bastard Lee Marshall calls in with the 1 800 Collect Road Report from the location of next week's Nitro in Asheville, North Carolina. The Weasel Slam this week was weak. After this, Wrath has his in ring debut on TV live tv i guess and they finally are going to tell us what his name is which i've been telling you for the last couple weeks because i'm a spoiler alert asshole rat feed scotty riggs uh listen it's a uh, don't best uh, uh, you understand of course every time you do this youtube does something to the video can we at least fade it out at this point so it doesn't violate the 30 seconds or whatever thank you sakes. I'm sure that'll be another fucking copyright strike. Anyways, first match for Wrath on live television. There's a a botch as they try to load up the pre-match video promo as the whole board died. Thanks, Turner, for fucking us with your old ass CNN truck. Instead, he cuts a similar promo to the live cam since it's the only mic outside of the announce area that was actually working while the board reset itself. Now, anyone who doubts this can go watch Saturday night for May 17, 1997 because they had the video package ready and working there. Not a bad adjustment on the fly. Uh, and of course, James Vanderbeek here, sorry, Vanderberg can cut a promo. So it works out well. Brian Adams here is hot on the heels of getting cut loose from the WWF and they saddle them with the shitty Adam bomb gimmick here. Wrath is much less colorful, but a Much better gimmick. Glacier comes out to post-match pose uh, at the top of the ramp looking, I don't know, like the loading screen from a Mortal Kombat Kombat video game, I guess. Jesus, just awful. Just awful. Hugh Morris and Conan defeat Alex Wright and Ice Train after this. I gave it 3 out of 5. Full-on Chicano rap for Conan's entrance here. Morris's new jacket is even more sparkly and frilly. Ice Train with yet another set of new gear. Wright is back to twerking and spending a lot of time cleaning his nose. I'm not trying to start a rumor here. I'm just saying he's doing an awful lot of cleaning of the fucking nose. Conan and Morris beat down Train, who comes back strong. Tags in Wright, who gets heat when he tries to get the fans into it. Now, why is this happening well over the last few weeks on Saturday night WCW has been booking uh, right to slowly turn heel uh, last week was just too short to actually put this over but this week he's playing it harder and getting a decent amount of heat from the WCW faithful and audience here uh, at home if you're switching back and forth between raw and nitro like I had been you already hated this fucking twink so we were already booing him <laughs> Trey needs a pin here. Wright has a post-match promo to the live cam about his awesome body. And back from break, we have some footage from... <laughs> I don't. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, Hugh Morris comes out with a sparkly, frilly jacket, and you got another guy complimenting his own fucking physique. I just... What do you want me to tell you? I just... Sometimes wrestling is... Fucking K as hell. I don't know what to tell you. Anyways, back from break, we have some footage of the DDP Savage segment from last week until some of the announcers get word that there's action backstage. We all get vertigo as the cameraman sprints to the back to see Piper prone in his locker room grasping at his leg. The NWO theme starts as um, a clean shaven. Bischoff comes out without any NWO march on to talk to Sting. Now... He doesn't have an NWO cube on his mic, which Tony points out. He introduces Sting to his old music as the NWO Sting comes out to a ton of heat. Uh, Of course, this was going to result in the real Sting coming out, dropping fake Sting, and then Bischoff running away like a little girl. It was just a poorly conceived of promo that really put on display what Eric and Hulk Hogan really feel about wrestling fans. It was garbage. Uh, It was a garbage of a promo, and this is the go-home Nitro leading into Slamboree, and it's a greater tragedy because of how well done the feud builds have been this time around for Slamboree. Now, all Eric had to do was go out there and do his shitty fucking interview if he was going to do a shitty fucking interview. But when WWF does these retrospective NWO things, this is often brought up as one of those examples of why Eric should have listened to the people that were backstage that knew what the fuck they were doing. Instead, Eric had to give us this shitty swerve that even children were wise to, and we're supposed to be suspending disbelief here, Eric, not bending over fucking for it. Now, the show itself was shaping up to be quite good. The matches were much improved from last week. Most of the promos were decent to good. But here we are leaving fans with only staying... The problem here is that both Hogan and Bischoff hated how easily Sting could get over. They hated the We Want Sting chance, and they tried to shoehorn Luger in there as a result of it. So this whole thing was a passive-aggressive bitch move from Eric to say to fans, fine, you want him? Here he is, and I'll fuck the dog while I'm giving him to you. Sorry, I had to translate his goofy fucking gimmick of an interview to make it more palatable to people with functioning brains. What a fucking pussy. Three out of five for Nitro, it would be less, but to be fair, the wrestlers... Work their goddamn asses off. Well, that was an abortion of a show. Should the mood take you, check out markoutradio.com and leave a comment. You can also find links there to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Stitcher channels. You can even leave a voicemail on our Skype. Just click the links and share them.